Hello and welcome to episode number 279 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. We are back in the new year. We did it. We made it to another year, even though it all just feels the same at this point, um, because time same is nothing but, but a con- construct. Yes, indeed. Um, it's it's part three of the trilogy at this point, the never-ending <laughs> year. It is. Um, but hopefully we'll get some great movies this year, like we did last year. Um because boy, oh boy, did we get some ma- amazing movies last year, of course, which we talked about on our last episode, uh, the best of 2021 special over the holiday oh, period. That was a fun time. That was. That was. I still feel exhausted from it, even though we've had a, a long, nice little gap to kind of yeah, uh, re-energize. <laughs> it's like our longest podcast ever. Yeah, we need to just hit a point where we don't feel the need, or I guess, to break the record every year because um, that was exhausting. Streak will always continue. <laughs> yes, um, but we're back, obviously, to talk about a new movie, a movie that um, very much featured, I guess, in the show last year, um, in the news, uh, in our kind of upcoming excitement, and obviously, of course, it already being released much, much earlier in the States, um, did feature on people's lists as well um, of their favorite movies of the year. Pretty much anyone in the States who had seen it featured it which is always a good sign um so we're gonna be discussing titan very shortly um and also after that discussion uh we have my favorite part of the show uh in, when it comes to the first sh- sh- uh, show of the new year which is of course your annual upcoming horror movie list um yeah, buddy which is always a treat did we did we do it last year i can't remember we did it last year yeah right cool um but yeah, i'm, I'm sure this one's gonna be year, i do some prep for the uh the yes <laughs> i love it i'm always shocked every time when you're like i actually done it i'm like oh my god i can't believe it and yeah i don't know anything about this list which is super exciting to me because i know obviously some of the movies that are on there um but i also love some of the random shit that only <laughs> you can find um because it really makes me wish that you were more a part of the of the picking the movies for this podcast because some of the stuff you find i'm like where i'm like i'm what is I'm in the community like I'm on the website so I'm checking shit out and you just have a knack of finding some stuff um which is always a joy yeah, I um, some stuff good <laughs> um so we'll get to that uh later on um and yeah that is pretty much it like as far as news goes there's nothing literally nothing yeah um right. I haven't scoured over the last like three weeks because I really couldn't be bothered. Um, but I I would have remembered if there was anything big and there wasn't anything big. We, we you know, there wasn't some crazy. Yeah, there wasn't some any crazy big announcement or anything. It's just some very generic stuff and like a few release dates shuffling around, which I'm sure made your upcoming list an absolute nightmare. Um, oh, but I've, yeah, I've pretty put much some firm dates down for as many as possible. <laughs> If if I when scouring the internet, if I saw a date, I was so happy <laughs> and, and I have included a date. So yeah. I think I think the, the latest release date I have is a sixth of December release date, which I'm banking <laughs> is gonna be correct. <laughs> For, for this year correct <laughs> i'm like because you do know nightmare alley's out in a couple of weeks yeah, <laughs> um that's not canon. but uh yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to it but shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about titan
It's funny, obviously, um, having actually seen this movie now, mm. because I'm still unsure as to how to pronounce the name of this film. Yeah, um, I was waiting to kind of, the lead on it, for sure. Yeah, like, obviously, seeing it, the title written down for years, and, oh, it's Titan with an E, mm. cool. You know, is that going to have some different inflection? Um, obviously, it's a French movie, and not really knowing, and then obviously seeing posters, and then still seeing people talk about it, but in written form, I was like, okay, finally going to watch this movie and find out and you don't really get the answer to that question (laughs) (laughs) Um, the only thing i can see is that on wikipedia um it says english titanium in brackets um which obviously titanium features in this movie Mm. um and i'm assuming that is just the french word for titanium did you you further research to see if that is the french word now just the first line of wikipedia that's okay um i is that's what you need i completely understand (laughs) um but yeah the movie it features those letters written on the screen um Mm -hmm. in in multiple times um so yeah i mean i guess the other setup to this movie is obviously this is a what is the term is it a sophomore uh, film is that the term when it's someone's second movie i can never remember sounds right um it's sophomore effort i think that's right it's you know tethered to american schools not our schools so yeah um we'll, we'll so yeah, not it. usually the yeah, it's not really vernacular that is used in this no. country but i do i always like it yeah, i always like when I there's like, like an extra word for just you know oh it's their second movie like <laughs> i know like people say difficult second album but that's that's more of like a different thing yeah. i guess um but obviously yeah the follow-up obviously julia de corno mm-hmm. um obviously wrote and directed raw as her sort of massive breakout hit mm-hmm. um back in 2017 i believe it was and it was an experience you know that we've talked yeah. about on the show um i rewatched it again last year obviously in anticipation of this movie and it really is one of the most unsettling movies i've ever seen um and it's the the biggest thing i'll always give that movie credit for is like especially when you just watch the quantity of not only movies but in particular horror movies that we see mm. it it's almost impossible to not become jaded in some sense especially when it comes to violence um and i think when a movie can really make me squirm in my seat and feel unsettled by what's going on in screen that is so rare and i will give a movie so much credit for doing that and my god is raw one of those movies that did that especially even on a second view and knowing what was to come i was like oh my god this is still just awful (laughs) i think as well Um, being a film that um just sticks in your head for that amount of mm. time you know, I think of like a movie, for example, um, say It Chapter Two. Right? Yeah. I watched It Chapter Two. I liked It Chapter Two. It featured quite high on our top 10 list. You know, it's a really good movie. But have I really thought about it like much in the in the couple of years post it? Like, you know, but but a movie like Raw and I, I remember like um, Autopsy of Jane Doe and like movies like that that just kind of like they just stick into it in your head and like possessor last year where it's just mm. like they're, they're a journey and, and in particular kind of raw and, and possessor like there's such a journey you know raw was just something that like we said at the time can't believe that it's on the big screen and it's just so batshit crazy and like you know was it my favorite movie you know no but but was it just like an absolute crazy journey that you should see as a horror fan hell yeah and so, yeah, mm. like as soon as we knew that that kind of, um, you know, she was going to direct another movie, it's, it's it was going to feature fairly high on our anticipation list. 
yeah um, for sure it was great to just be like oh, okay she is still wanting to make a horror mm. movie and then hearing about it hearing that it has these kind of sci-fi elements i was immediately like hell yes um and obviously this from the get-go was just getting nothing but positivity surrounding it mm-hmm. obviously it had like its its um world premiere at khan film festival where it won the palm dior um obviously like the top honor and for, for a horror movie to do that was incredible mm-hmm. and kind of from that point on really i think it was on everyone's radar within the genre um and yeah obviously it came out in the state side and it was a weird one with the release of this one yeah um because we always knew it was coming late in the year and then as we got closer and closer to the release date it was kind of like where is this film and it became out available digitally so we kind of had this in our back pocket for a while um but obviously wanted to save ourselves for the big screen experience and then i think through the through the kind of the unluckiness i guess of mm. other massive films at the cinema right now um this did get a very extremely limited release um in the cinemas yeah um so much so that we unfortunately didn't get to see it on the big screen yeah and i mean um, you're you're talking limited you know it was, yeah it was um in very select cinemas over here for a very short amount of time yeah, you know, we saw Raw like readily available mm. um, four years ago, and and that was when this person Crazy. was, by all <laughs> accounts, a nobody. Whereas now she's got already an amazing film behind her. But then the hype of winning that award and stuff—it's mm. like, I am shocked that this didn't. I mean, why didn't this just come out in October or some other time? It is bizarre, but you know, that's not for us to worry about. We've obviously seen the movie now. Um, yeah, so yeah, what wh- what is this movie actually about? Oh, I've been dreading that question. Good luck. I've been dreading that question. <laughs> I also I will say as well I have a suspicion that this is a movie that we're probably going to have a, a fairly brief discussion on when it comes to spoiler free um and then we'll have to crack this one open because uh, we're going to be very afraid yeah, of spoilers so because I'm, there's a lot going on I'm already sat here thinking how do I synopsize this beastie but um because it's you know with with raw it was a crazy movie but at least you could kind of synopsize it um mm. but you know this movie is just kind of hits hits the kind of gas from the opening scene and the first half an hour of this movie is pretty batshit insane um and the movie is is kind of uh, you know i would say it's in two very distinct parts um and so i guess i will synopsize kind of the first part and then Mm. we'll have to kind of get into spoiler territory and maybe talk part two um yeah but uh yeah we we kind of meet um um alexia kind of in the opening scene as a young child um we kind of see um her involved in this car crash in kind of a really brutal kind of opening scene kind of you know just hit like i say hit you in the face and then kind of we can we we see her kind of getting this metal plate in her head and kind of this scar in and then we kind of join her in modern day and we instantly kind of see the scar on the side of her head and realize it's kind of her um Mm. And we kind of see that she's she kind of in the opening scene that she has this like weird fascination with cars that she kind of like she's been involved in this car crash. It should have taken her life. And she kind of gets out of hospital. And the first thing she does is kind of starts hugging and kissing her dad's car. as soon as she goes out to the car park to get it. And we kind of mm. meet her um, as the as an adult. And she's um, basically a. a a dancer for a kind of car promotion i guess it's kind of like this weird kind of party where you've got these women that are that are wearing next to nothing that are kind of dancing all kind of 
sexy on these cars kind of trying to promote them it's like this car show on steroids mm. or maybe just a regular car show for all i know um, <laughs> yeah you know it's kind of it, you know it's kind of fast just and, show in France. yeah i mean it's kind of like fast and the furious but just a little <laughs> bit more hot and heavy um yeah. and yeah she kind of um uh i mean i guess i gotta kind of go into that that she kind of has this fan uh that, that kind of follows her and and back to the car park and she basically shows her evil side and that kind of attacks this fan and kind of we we kind of see her journey of kind of this dark side of her attacking kind of this fan and kind of what happens beyond that. And she's kind of just goes on this whirlwind kind of journey of, 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 um, letting, letting go, I guess, and giving into that side. And then, Mm. um, that's kind of the first half of the movie. And then I guess we probably pause it and kind of (laughs) transition to the, to the rest of the movie because I, I, but I, I kind of feel like the rest of the movie is what needs to be unpacked, but I guess kind of what I'll say. It's also the majority as well. Yeah, is that we get introduced to kind of the the the, the yeah probably a th- third through the movie we get introduced to Vincent who is this kind of firefighter kind of you know really fascinating character where he's this firefighter that's kind of suffering the loss of his son um, and um, he kind of gets reunited with his son after ten years of his son being missing and kind of we get to see that journey of. Um, yeah, him being reunited with his son and kind of what that means and mm. and kind of how <laughs> fucked up that is when we go into it. And I don't know whether we want to go into that now or maybe we save that for for the spoiler. No, we can save that. Um, but yeah, and that's the second half of the the the, the movie is kind of Vincent and and um, yeah, him being reunited with his son and kind of what the hell that means. And kind of the movie definitely slows down in the second half and really becomes that that piece about father the father and son. Mm. um but yeah we'll we'll pause it there i think um because yeah strap in i mean this this movie (laughs) i think kind of you know having come fresh off the year end i mean we do it every fucking year don't we yeah because we did it with possessor last year didn't we yeah and then lighthouse the year before lighthouse the year before i'm like what is that tradition now i love it Right yeah. back into the thick of things, you know, we don't go in with like an easy movie. <laughs> yeah, but there's the thick of things, and then there's Possessor and Titan and Lighthouse. <laughs> you know, I mean, because this movie is is absolutely insane. It's well, kind it sets of... the bar a level where I feel like we're then prepared for the next year. Yeah, it's like I mean, Possessor. We probably didn't see anything as crazy for the rest of the year after that. <laughs> no, and I'd say I'd say the craziest thing we've seen since Possessor is probably Titan. Yeah. You know, you know and i don't know whether it is just because i've had a few weeks off and i'm kind of a little bit you know i've just no. been watching christmas movies and you know the, the closest i got to a horror movie was i did a rewatch of anna of the apocalypse anna of the apocalypse <laughs> but like you know um i think yeah like i said this this movie coming off year end like we, we have a category that's like best concept and we kind mm. of say that like it's our favorite concept it's not necessarily best but it's kind of like molded this vision of kind of like best versus our favorite and like this is just the most concept concept like where (laughs) who came up with this is is you know is she's just absolutely off a rocker and kind of you know just all of these different layers when we get into it when we actually like sum up what happens to kind of um alexia or what is it yeah Uh, yeah yeah, alexia um, yeah yeah, Alexio, kind of what happens to her and kind of how she transitions to part one and part two and kind of how part two plays out. It's just, 
insane. Mm. Um, yeah, and and I mean, yeah, I guess I'll stop there. Like, but it is just like I say, the whole concept is just you know out of this world, really. And I I kind of expected it after Raw. But still, I don't think you could ever expect what we ended up seeing either. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing about this movie, I guess, is like yeah. I was prepared for something to be crazy um, yeah. and, and be very shocking, be very thought provoking. And I think these are all kind of like the quotes and the kind of words to get thrown around with these sorts of movies, especially certain movies that come from France. <clears throat> um, and so I think you're kind of ready. like, OK, there's probably going to be <clears throat> some like really affecting violence in here. There's clearly going to be a lot of themes that, they're, that the director is trying to get across but then actually watching the movie you you cannot prepare for this like it's just so different to almost any other movie where um, where like you said it's i there are certain movies that you watch that you can enjoy or maybe don't enjoy but there are there are movies where you go okay i i fully understand the Mm. operation you know what they're trying to achieve here and i also i also understand how they got to wanting to achieve that operation whereas this is a movie where i'm like at what point is this a concept an idea in in an individual's head which then gets extrapolated so far and idolized so well through writing and directing and performance and everything else to then create this piece of Mm. art (laughs) you know that's the part where i'm like i could never because i can't even think about how a movie like this ever gets made um But uh, I guess I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Obviously, it's yeah. um, obviously we're doing spoiler free, and I guess more focused on the first part. But yeah, what, what did you make of it? Yeah, and I mean, just going into my thoughts of it overall, really spoiler free is that yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it, it had me really captivated and really just the the you know splitting it into two parts. The first part is just this really crazy kind of. Um, her just giving into that temptation and going on this kind of spree. And it was really enjoyable, really kind of, you know, really fucked up and kind of these different things that she does, not just kind of the violence, but just, just the other stuff that she does as well. If you've seen the movie, you know, and kind of that then spurs on the second half of the movie. And it's just kind of this, you know, the second half of the movie is just this really fucked up dynamic um, where, I already thought um, Alexia was a brilliant character and one that I absolutely loved. And then Vincent just completely fucking stole the show. <laughs> like <laughs> He's just like this hilarious character that just gets better and better as the movie goes on. You kind of, you really start to see the different sides of him, kind of this steroid taken fireman that's in this incredibly macho environment and then kind of when you start to see him in his home life kind of being reunited with his son you see this really kind of um not just fragile side of him but there's just different side of him and you can you know the movie doesn't really need to really hit you on the head and tell you what his feelings are but you can tell that he isn't just this manliest of man steroid taken fireman macho environment guy like he he's something else and and like i think it's really clever how it kind of it tells you that and it shows you that but it doesn't show you overtly or tell you overtly what it is and i found Mm. him very fascinating and um yeah you know when the movie the, the the finale of the movie is crazy and it kind of um again i'm not going to go into spoilers but throughout this whole movie you have this kind of question mark you you kind of know what the finale is going to be but you're kind of like 
how far are they going to go and how much are we going to see and how much of an answer are we going to get? And I kind of think the whole reveal was perfect where it was kind of this really slow, like, okay, the moment's happened. Oh, okay. They're not really going to give us what we want to see visually. And then they kind of strip it back and give you a little bit, then a little bit more and then a tad more than the movie ends. And I think it was kind of, it just, I, I thought it was a really good way to end the movie. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, I just, I just had blast throughout really. And I like to, to, hit the grand running yet again with a a pretty pretty awesome banger that, that's just this crazy batshit ride is just a really fun way to start the year for sure yeah um i i pretty much agree i i really like this movie i think that the first sort of 30 minutes was perfection mm. like i was so in immediately and it was so exciting everything that was happening and it was so visceral and the pace was phenomenal and i was just like oh my god this is not what i was expecting mm. um that this is kind of where we're going with this already and it's so fantastic and it was just like go 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 and every scene was a banger there was so many long takes that were like phenomenally well done and i think like the direction really shone for me yeah. in the first sort of 30 minutes and there was just these long drawn out sequences that you could tell they've like storyboarded and perfected to this beautiful craft and it was just i loved it it was like it was genuinely perfect where i was like oh my god this is going to be like the lighthouse again where i see my favorite movie of the year in the first movie um mm. and then the the next hour definitely wasn't that i still by the end of it loved it and had a phenomenal time but that i just wasn't ready for that shift at the time yeah um, I know what you mean. because it was a huge shift and so i think when it happened i was like okay this is interesting. This is such a change of gears where I'm really taking a while to adapt to it. That is probably the intention of the filmmaker. And then early on, after you have about 10 or 15 minutes of this new direction, it's that they troll you because they kind of sh like hint or at least show that it's going to change and go back to the film that it was before and in the moment i was so ready for that where i was like oh, okay this was a fun little right we need to calm ourselves down because this movie has been yeah. all go for the first 35 and then i was like okay this is interesting these side characters but like let's go back to the real story sort of thing <laughs> and then it didn't happen and then they troll you again shortly after that in an even bigger way and then that was when i realized after the second time that like oh no that's just this is the film now and so i think it was after the second fake out that i really like adapted myself and was mm. like no this is the journey now of this character this is what the movie is about and that was when i really started to enjoy it and then i really do think like it like you say it builds up to the finale beautifully there is this ticking time bomb that is created early on that you are it's the it's i love movies like this where they put in this moment um this thing that happens and they know as the filmmaker that we're like right if we don't give the audience payoff to this this movie is gonna yeah. fail like yeah, it doesn't it, it, matter the, what the happens make or break basically yeah like once you do that it doesn't matter if the next hour and 20 is as perfect as the first 30 minutes were if you don't ever refer to this one thing again the mm. movie sucks and it knows that and it plays on that and it builds to it and i do i completely agree with you the moment that we finally get that payoff was completely worth it um again it didn't fully go the way i was expecting and that's what i loved about it and it was definitely one of those movies where like the second it ends and it hits you with that title card you just feel like like, there's almost like a relief yeah where you're just like oh my god i'm i'm glad that it's over because i can finally breathe um i'm sad that it's over because i've now 
had my one experience watching this movie that I'll never have again. Um, and it is one of those times like when St. Maud ended where you're like, I've just seen something really special um, that is really hard, I guess, to grasp the first time you watch it. And mm. I think that's why I don't I definitely didn't appreciate the middle part of this movie because of the like I said, the disruption to the journey that I wasn't expecting. Um, and so this is one that I will 100 percent rewatch, um, having now known the full journey, because I want to, you know, see how I feel now about the middle parts of the movie, because I still think the mm-hmm. middle part of the movie is the weakest part. Um, but it's certainly not, I guess, as weak as I received it on my first time viewing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was still a just a ridiculous adventure. I'm so glad it it fulfilled it because, like I say, there was a lot of hype. Um, I was very excited for this movie after first hearing about it, seeing people, you know, really liking it um, and obviously really liking this director's first film. And I think that across these two movies, um, she's really making something special where we talk a lot about these great directors and we are just so blessed. But I think this is a completely different take on these great auteurs that are primarily american directors that we're seeing right now um and i think that we're starting to see especially in europe these these new voices um in horror that haven't really had a place before and i think this is a prime example of that of like this movie does not feel like it could be made in america Mm. um there is so much visceral about the nudity about um sex about violence that i just don't think you would get shown so real in the way this is it's shown in this movie um particularly from the kind of perspective of a female um and i just think it's a really really interesting movie like i watched it yesterday um was thinking about it today and then kind of a few hours ago i i ended up re-watching the first sort of 10 minutes again up until the kind of the scene with the fan that you discussed um and going back to that after having now seen the ending is really fascinating um to kind of see like oh my god this is one of the craziest journeys i think i've ever seen a, a singular character go on in a film yeah um, because it, it's mind blowing the kind of transformation, both physically and mentally, that this character goes through, and this performance from this actress is just absolutely insane. And I feel, I think this is her. Yeah, it says on Wiki that it's her feature film debut. What? So like, yeah, and I'm like on filmography, it literally just says Titan Alexia. So it's like That's I don't understand. You do something <laughs> like that for your first role. Yeah, like to get someone like this that is that is phenomenal, and I think that. Um, Julia, the, the writer and director, clearly asks so much of her actors, you know, across mm. these two movies. Um, and I think it is a real, it almost might, reminds me of like a Lars von Trier in that yeah. sense, where it's like to be in his, in one of his movies, there's acting and then there's acting in a Lars von Trier movie that is very much a, almost like a different category of acting that like I wouldn't blame people if they didn't want to do that type of acting. Um, and yeah, I think actually, that in fact, I look at people differently when they do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i mean you see them doing things that you would never see them do in other movies so it's hard not to but i just have nothing but respect for these people um and when it's this good like say these two lead performances are phenomenal absolutely phenomenal like say if anyone would have given the these guys all the awards last year i wouldn't have had a problem with it they're that good Mm. um they're so good i think i think as well like um like you said it it's really great to have like a, a a different voice out there and this this movie that feels so different and 
the way that um they explore both you know and again like you know the, the, the from the feminine point of view but as you know two two blokes that watch this movie you still can get it mm. it doesn't you know it it's still inclusive but it's really kind of personal and it's a real you know it it just made me think about a lot of different things and and you know um let alone the the horror and the craziness that's being told as well around this kind of you know deeper meaning and um they're just incredibly well done characters when you look at kind of Vincent and Alexia in this and kind of our lead in raw it's just kind of like these you know she she gets the writing she she fully understands the people that she's she's talking about and and even when we got into the fire department and we got the other kind of much lesser characters kind of the the I don't know what you want to call him, that the wingman, the second in command guy that's kind of gets pushed out by, by Vincent's son. It's kind of like that guy was interested in how he kind of reacted to it and kind of pushed back and everything. And, and like there wasn't, there wasn't kind of bad characters in it. It was fascinating when the kind of mum turned up and all of that stuff. And I just think like, um, you know, there's nothing about this movie that's, that's poor. Really, you know, like, like, you know, I agree with you that the first half was just this crazy journey that I was a little bit disappointed coming to an end. And then as soon as Vincent started um, putting steroids in his ass, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I guess this is different, but okay, let's let's go. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't ready for it. I was like, what's going yeah, I mean, on? No, no one is. No one is. <laughs> If if someone's w- listening to this and it, it is ready for it, then you need to take a look at yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just you know when you when you see a movie like this that's so different, it really does just you know put itself on a pedestal. And I think kind of you know that's why Possessor stuck with us all year last year and ended up high on our top ten. It's why Lighthouse kind of you know literally stayed number one all year. And I think kind of, um, you know, this this movie is is one that's going to definitely stick in my mind. It definitely didn't leave my mind like all day today after I'd seen it. Mm. Um, and and yeah, you know, really excited to talk about it in a, in a very different way than like a lot of other movies that we do. Yeah. Um, but I guess I guess we need to go into spoiler and talk about why. Well, I did want I did want to say so one more thing it. before we talk about spoilers. Um, yeah. Because you, you was talking about obviously it being an inclusive movie, which I think is mm. a really um, good way to describe this movie. Because you know the I like it's a difficult thing to talk about sometimes when you have um, either you know a person of color directing or a female directing because it almost gets put in that box <clears> of like <throat> right here's the category and this is who this is for and. I think something like St. Maud was a great example where that entire movie, the the themes are of loneliness and that's what's important about the movie. And I do think that it's not, it wasn't, we didn't really talk about it much when we mm. saw St. Maud, that it was from a female director, because in my opinion, it wasn't really that relevant to that movie. No. Um, and I think that's what we try and do. And I think most movies are, it's a good thing that it is irrelevant, you know, the, the, the way yeah. the person looks who directs it. I um, mean, you know, it's the whole reason why we don't talk about these sexual orientation of you know certain directors you know who we love like clive barker and don mancini because it's completely irrelevant to the things that we love but i think that 
a movie like this it is relevant that it's made mm. by a woman um and i as someone who obviously my media my life is catered to me you know like a vast majority of stuff is made by straight white men and so i'm just very fortunate that that's going to vibe with probably a lot of my interests and i always wonder about like when we recommend certain movies like i hope that something like last night in soho you know our favorite movie of last year i hope that that the enjoyment is not remotely dependent on your any you know any of your you know background or anything like that and i think a movie like this to me is fascinating because it could only have been made by a woman i personally think and mm. i'm really thankful for that and i do think that it really like you say gives you a completely different perspective where this is a journey of someone who like i can't even remotely comprehend because this is just yeah. so far away from my wheelhouse and my reality um that to see it portrayed in a movie and even though it is you know a story it's in a horror movie it's 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 obviously entertaining as well but i am learning and i am you know really asking like you say questions about like oh, okay this is like this the stuff going on here that in my world aren't even things that i ever have to consider and so i think that is what is just i just want to add that i think is really cool about this movie is like yeah think, it's a really i think it's a really entertaining horror movie but it's really made me think about certain things that i don't i think think many films will ever think, I think, think as about. well not not to go into it too much but like when we see some of these movies as well like that are incredibly well-made movies from a women's perspective i think the male characters are often very thin and um often kind of just just villains or or just not very well-rounded anyway but like like i said you know when vincent gets involved his character is incredible i think the whole fire station um you know set up you know this this completely mas masculine like um you know environment is done in a way that still feels believable you know mm. and how they how they are and i think that's why this movie kind of works is that it doesn't you know it it it, it focuses on something that that yeah f in my opinion can only be told by a woman from from that perspective because uh, but it's done in a way that a i can still appreciate and b you know still have these other well-rounded characters in and kind of still see that you know the the this world still feels right and and you know that's why this is different to a lot of them and i think that's why that conversation needs to be had it's it's like when um you know we watch a jordan peele movie you watch something like get out and that movie can only be made by by someone of color and i think kind of um you know you look at look at that but it's still you know the other characters in it make sense and they feel genuine mm. um and yeah i think that's why that you know that's when you know you've got someone that's a real talented filmmaker that's at the helm yeah, and I also think it's all about context, like all of these movies where, like you say, there are certain examples where it's relevant and it's part of the mm. conversation. And I think to not talk about why this movie's so strong, it'd be a disservice to just mm. be like, oh, and it doesn't matter to us. You know, we don't, oh, it's a woman. I didn't even know. Like it, it is important with a movie like this. Whereas like I say, on, on the flip side of that, there are plenty of times we see movies that aren't just made by white men and we don't mention it because in my opinion, it wasn't relevant. And so I think that's... That is what I just wanted to add is like to me it is and, and that is why a movie like this is special because it is just different like I say this couldn't be made by proxy this couldn't be like a 
a big production company being like we're gonna hire a guy and we're gonna hire a writing team and you know put it to staff and make this movie and try and sell it to the masses you know like it's not it's a, it's a personal story that a person wrote and directed because it clearly had a lot of meaning to them and this was a, a message that they wanted to get across and i'm, I'm really thankful for that um but yeah, I guess should we go into the uh, the second half of the movie? A yeah, bit more? I guess I guess I'll go into synopsis part two. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously we're not going to like straight away go here's what happens at the end sort of thing. No, but yeah, there's no. a reason why we've uh, kept the two parts separate, even though in the movie they're not separate. Yeah, and it may even be that we don't even go into like final act spoilers. We'll see mm. how we feel, or we might put up another spoiler warning even for that. But I think yeah, just to go into kind of yeah part two, kind of basically Alex or Alexia goes on a goes on the run um because of her crimes and the murder she's committed and kind of the the walls are closing in on her the police are closing in on her and she kind of um i i almost well i pretty much missed it actually I where did as she, well. she looks at this um i saw her look at it and double take but i kind mm. of thought was that one of her victims or something well and also she um, was seeing ones of herself as well so i was like yeah. oh, okay there, is there any meaning so, to this particular one so she sees a missing child poster of of this missing child that has been gone for 10 years and it's kind of the 10 i assume it's the 10 year anniversary so they're showing this this missing child aged up 10 years and kind of what we, we find out that that is vincent's son um adrian and alex kind of um alexi kind of looks at it and kind of um <laughs> figures out that she she kind of looks like him and uh with a little bit of work decides to um make herself look like him even more so she kind of cuts her hair off she um she then goes to work on her nose in this <laughs> incredibly brutal scene where oh so good uh, again like you've i've seen people do this in movies before mm. where they kind of hit their nose but it's kind of like this whole um it always reminds me of like when in die hard when an airbag hits bruce willis in the face and it's just like this <laughs> pillow and I'm like, I've been hit in the face with an airbag. It doesn't feel like a pillow. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, they kind of break their nose and it's just a throwaway thing. The way she breaks her nose is just like, it's so bloody painful. And she just doesn't do it right so many times. And then when <laughs> she does it right, it's disgusting. Um, but yeah, she basically does that, cuts her hair off. And then this is the bit that I kind of didn't realize straight away that she basically walks to, into a police station and mm. says, I'm Adrian, I'm the missing boy, and Vincent comes along and kind of instantly I got the vibe that he didn't necessarily, it was just like, I want my son and this person saying they're my son, so I'm, yeah. I'm taking them straight away. Like, I Yeah, don't he was completely think... blinded by his own wish fulfillment at that point. Yeah, yeah, but I think he kind of knew but didn't care from the mm. get-go as well. Um, but yeah, the rest of the movie is basically... Alexia living in hiding um, as Adrian kind of um, having to kind of, uh, yeah, hide who she really is. And <laughs> the reason why this movie is way more fucked up than even that, um, I mean, she kind of gets it on with a car in the first <laughs> part of the movie. I don't... Are, we, are we glossed over that part? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, to, just to go over. Yeah, she kind of has sex with a car. Uh, <laughs> which was and then ends up bloody pregnant it's which yeah. you know you got to put the safe sex with cars these days guys yeah, come on i mean 
you know, no, no matter what you're having sex with, even if it's a car, please <laughs> practice safe sex. Yeah, that's that's the that's the moral of the story. Because one time, and you can get you can get pregnant by a car. Oh, um, so unfortunate. So she starts to get pregnant, which obviously, when she's trying to be a very skinny, malnutritioned guy, and she starts to get a pregnancy bump, it becomes and and kind of bigger boobs, it starts to become a problem, and she mm. has to kind of start very painfully taping herself up and like it gets more and more painful and just like you know again like this is where this movie is so good because when you watch a funny video or a movie of a of a guy getting kicked in the nuts as a guy i feel that but like i don't necessarily know if like women feel that every time but guaranteed without fail every time i feel that but like the way when she's strapping this, like I really felt that pain. Like it, re- mm. it made my chest hurt and like compress when she was doing it. Oh, it was um, awful. Yeah, and kind of <laughs> she starts like leaking oil and just this horrific stuff where it's just this this crazy idea that like we may sound like maniacs as with some upside. We didn't make <laughs> I, I, I love when you just gloss over these little things. Cause that's what you have to do. You just have to go that we like, you know, she's, she's just leaking oil, oil. <laughs> oil, you know? And I'm just like, you know, she's what? pregnant with a car. That makes she's perfect pregnant, sense. You got to be pregnant by a car. You're going to leak oil, aren't you? You're not going to leak normal milk. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, but like just, just, you know, if you're thinking we've lost our minds, we didn't make this movie. Like we just watched it. Okay. <laughs> At what point in the movie did you think, like, is this movie going to end with her cradling, like, a small little sports car in her arms? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, not not to go into the end spoilers, but that was my question as soon as I found out she was pregnant, she started leaking oil. I'm like, what the fuck's in there? Like, like, she starts, like, I I guess, like, we're we're in spoiler town. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go full to the end. But, like, as she starts to get bigger, her stomach starts to, like, rip. Mm. And you start to see little kind of bits of metal and stuff. Like, it's so gross, but it's also just, like, you you suddenly, like, pretty much as soon as she starts... Because <laughs> I don't know what it says about me, but kind of, you know, when she when she gets it on with the car, I'm like, okay, that's weird. But, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, that's weird, but, like, she's not going to get pregnant by the car. <laughs> that, that isn't in my mind. And so as soon as she starts to get pregnant, I'm like, oh, this is when the movie gets really weird. And yeah. I'm like, but you know what? Like, you either then just go, well, I can't get on board with this, which I, c- I can understand. Um, but, like, I was just like, okay, yeah, she got pregnant by a car. Like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, sure. And then, like, everything that happened made sense after that to me in this fucked up world. Yeah, so, well, she's got, she's got titanium in her head. So, of course, like, the car could impregnate her. That's just, like, yeah. logic. Like, she's well, yeah. basically a cyborg at this point. <clears throat> like... And obviously, like, her stomach's going to start to split and reveal metal. She's, she's mm. pregnant with a car baby like so yeah like it all just also being undercover as a missing i believe he was about 17 the boy and she's a 32 year old woman who was a professional dancer who was like pretty well renowned because she had fans to then being a 17 year old mute boy who's who's actively learning to become a firefighter oh yeah i forgot to mention that bit it's so I mental it. i love it <laughs> the, the scene when they're having their like rave and mm. he gets on top of the engine and starts dancing oh yeah like, it, it just was like oh man it's just but like like you said I, I was trying to think like we've had movies where we've had like our lead character have a transformation i think mm. kind of martyrs is 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 the one that kind of sticks yeah. out in my mind um <clears throat> 
I can't think of any more like more no, fucked up. This than is that, easily but... the craziest since Mars, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And more because it's so goddamn visceral where it goes. Like it's, well, it's really it's, crazy. I think it's so much longer of the movie as well. You think you've got an hour, whereas like Mars is more like really final ma- final act transformation. But I it's mean, also the identity yeah. of the person because I think yeah. when I was watching the start and I was really. I was, even though you probably shouldn't, but like it was a horror movie. So I was enjoying Alexia, like seeing her as this kind of crazy Mm. serial killer. I really liked that and was definitely on her side. And so to then be, to see that character almost disappear in front of her Mm. eyes and and her become Adrian in front of our very eyes and and start to really develop this bond with Vincent. It was like by the end of the movie, I was mourning, you know, for a different character. And then, yeah, I, re-watching the start of the movie again today uh, i was reminded like oh yeah this is what she looked like at the start mm. of this movie because it's yeah, just it's so different well and it is just kind of like um you know you have um her just genuinely have this really on-screen transformation and just stripped of her identity absolutely you know she she just has to strip herself of all feminine qualities and kind of being you know fallen pregnant kind of should be the the point where she's kind of experiencing these new kind of feelings of being mm. a woman and instead she's kind of like having to hide it all and it's just you know like i say i think it was a really clever kind of point and and you know it didn't it didn't need the added factor that it's a car baby on top of that <laughs> yeah. that was that was almost enough but then like you add that on which is just kind of you know i don't even know what that is but yeah. it's, it's something and it just kind of it, it it created a journey for sure yeah this movie is a, an experience it really mm. is i think kind of talking about it now it just makes me enjoy it even more and i think it was a a movie sitting down to watch it on my own i was just like what on earth is this you know mm. like it really is just bizarre but then the more you think about it like this isn't this isn't a oh i want to throw, throw on and have a good time you know like no. i think I, I, this is one of the things that i love about horror i love about doing yeah. this show is like we even though we are primarily covering one genre 24 7 the amount of variety you get from that genre is unlike clearly any other genre mm-hmm. because there's no other genre that can encapsulate titan and psycho gorman in the yeah. in, you know in the space of 12 months like there isn't a single other genre that can have two movies that serve such completely different purposes in terms of their very existence yeah. as a as a piece of film or even you know things you know the, the, the conjuring universe and mm. these these spectacle cinema horrors that general mainstream audience will go see because it's a saturday night they want to jump out of their seats and they want to go get drunk afterwards and have a good time like and I get that, and we enjoy those, and primarily we go see cinema horror. And actually, this goddamn movie was in the cinemas, which <laughs> just, like, you know, the, the individuals that are sat in there, I hope they knew what they were doing. Like, oh, the, the people that, unwin- like, just unbeknownst was like, oh, okay, like... I would have like, loved, because obviously if we had that experience for Midsummer, and I just yeah. would have loved to have seen the post-Titan audience, where if they are just a more... You know, if they went to a more art house cinema, they probably do just see a lot of the, you know, releases and they don't mm. really do too much research. Where they're like, I'm a huge cinema fan and I just watch whatever's out. Yeah, and they probably heard, like, oh, Spider Man right now. So and they're also like, oh, this one, the Palm Dior. Like, of course I'm going to watch that. Oh, it's a French film. You know, I've liked some very nice romantic French films in the past. Yeah. And then they, and then they sit down and watch this. Like, I, 
it would be awesome to see that reaction um but like i say even with us who you know we we were about as prepared as you could be because Mm -hmm. i'd heard about the movie we'd obviously seen her previous film which i think is the the best way to prep for this film yeah is like if you've not seen raw i think this would really this would probably kill you um (laughs) whereas i think having that experience and and getting through raw and and being a raw survivor um definitely prepped me for titan that's for sure um but yeah this this i don't i don't really have too much more to say about this one really especially to do with spoilers i just thought this was a really special movie that completely delivered Mm -hmm. um and it's a movie that i can i can already tell that is only going to go up in my estimation i think when i when i finished watching it there was at least at least a slight bit of disappointment um maybe because i thought I, like what like in raw i really expected it to be similar with what happened to the lighthouse with me um where it was like okay i liked this previous director's film or actually you know rewatching the witch didn't really like it um but <laughs> but more respected it and then but then the next one is when it really kicks on and just goes up a level and mm. i don't think titan is that i think it is and i'm almost glad it isn't because it's it's more actually in line with just what the director has done previously but more I don't think this actually has, uh, maybe it does. I was, th- I was thinking just as many visceral moments as Raw, but mm-hmm. I think more like the obviously the emotional core and I think the character in particular, the character development is just a million miles yeah. ahead of Raw. I think, I think Raw as, at the time was cool, but then when you got to the end, the journey we went on the character actually wasn't too interesting. Whereas this is, I mean, yeah, I think that's the, my biggest point is that writing wise, this is like I leaps think, and bounds ahead of Raw. incredibly more well-written in almost every way and i think in terms of just cohesion and and also the craft i think her you know you spoke about it this film is just incredibly well made and well directed throughout mm. and you just kind of you can you know raw was in many aspects raw and mm. it was a it was an incredibly great debut but but still had you know rough around the edges and and certain aspects to it where this just feels like someone that that really really knows what they're doing and, and really is you know uh, y- you know you're in safe hands now like like as soon as she announces another project like it's just hope and pray it's more of the same or yeah. uh, you know but also just just make me prepared because uh you know I, I don't know whether i'll be ready and it's kind of weird because raw got a lot of critical success you know a lot of awards and so so is this and it's kind of you know, it does blow my mind that that they that it performs so well in for those sorts of aspects as well. And it's kind of like, you know, hopefully she will continue to do more of the same if if she keeps getting a similar sort of reception. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think obviously with with far as recommendations mm-hmm. go, it's, it's you know very very positive. I think if you want a fun horror movie, this is not for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would be my one caveat. Is like, oh, oh, you want a fun movie? There's plenty of fun movies out there. If you really want a testing experience that is mm. i know it's cliche but it really is thought-provoking this movie mm. um and you really want to delve deep into a into a subject and really um just feel the emotion of the character this is like as strong a recommendation as i could possibly give even though yeah. i'm sh- i'm almost positive that i will see movies that i enjoyed more this year um but as an experience this is unlike many things i've seen for sure yeah yeah, I think I think that's the thing is that um, yeah, this is this is not for 
a fun experience it's not for casual people but i think if you're listening to a weekly horror podcast you're pretty kind of you know deep into the genre at this point and this is something that i think if you're you know if you're searching for things that that are a little bit different then this is definitely for you and it really is something that you know even you know these you know these sorts of movies that are these kind of out there movies sometimes stick within a, a at least a, a subject matter that you're used to but this is unlike anything you'll see kind of subject matter visually and kind of storytelling wise yeah. um so yeah yeah like i say couldn't it couldn't get a stronger recommendation for me either and, and i just can't wait to see what she does next what a start to the year what an absolutely great film like i'm glad we finally got to talk about this um and what a year we've got to come yes we have indeed uh, we will take a short break and we'll be back with your upcoming list Oh, I'm I'm ready for this. <laughs> T- take uh, us take us away. Where where are we starting? How what's what's the structure of this? Does it have any structure? I hope not. It it, it doesn't have a lot of structure. <laughs> um, what I've done for the banter is any movie that I had a specific date for, I've right. done in date order, and then at the end I've just got the the the, the you know the, the the wealth of movies that have no date. Yeah. If I if I saw a date, I then included it and put this in nice um, and yeah i i've i've kind of put in a chunk of the big ones but not necessarily all of them because i mm. think kind of you know we're, we're aware of them and certainly kind of the ones that are very close you know obviously like we're we're a couple of weeks away from scream and a couple of others what um i know i know they made a they made a um, new scream they made a new scream movie who knew That's who knew mad. we've not seen a trailer for it <laughs> um yeah like basically we're just playing the the time bomb like Will there be restrictions placed on us where we can't see this movie? <laughs> that's that's basically the only question mark is, will Super Horror Bros get to see this movie? Because it's going to release. It's going to release in the States. It's just over here. Well, I mean, I assume I don't I, I don't necessarily know the full COVID situation over there, but it doesn't seem like it's going to stop it over there. But will it stop mm. it over here? It doesn't seem like it. Um, so fingers crossed that we get to well, see hopefully that one. with the way cinemas are doing right now making the most money they've made in yeah. the last two years hopefully that will be a sign to keep them open but well, i don't knows? think they will it's just whether there's other things mm. but let's not get into politics it's just fingers crossed but yeah, yeah. i think um <clears throat> and obviously like morbius is a few weeks away as well which is another one which is um the more i see it the more i'm like you know it's gotten it's you know i keep seeing doctor strange like when i when i was doing this kind of searching doctor strange come up a lot um and i was like mm, it's funny I don't know. it's not I, remotely I, a movie but yeah. i can't wait for it i'm like I, I will i'm i'm putting morbius on the list of something that we might watch like there's a good chance we'll we'll do a show on that but we're not doing mm. a show on doctor strange no like, we'll watch it and hopefully love it <laughs> oh, and we'll, we'll talk it. about it um because it's sam raimi of course yeah. but uh it's not a horror film <laughs> but i guess like first up is a movie that what one that we haven't spoke about it also has a january 28th release the same as morbius which is orphan first kill um oh yeah is this the one you... we've seen the trailer for i can't remember whether we what at the cinema there's there's it's i'm not going to be very helpful here but there's a trailer that we've seen at least a couple of times in recent months for a mm. random horror movie that is like a it's either an orphanage or a, there's like nuns and some sort of religious thing and some sort of spooky stuff going on but i it, i never took it in no i'm not sure 
but basically <clears throat> this is a prequel to the 2009 orphan movie oh, right. which i never that. saw and i don't think yeah i didn't think you'd seen either no. and i know it was kind of fairly well received but i just never saw it and it was kind mm. of you know it predates the podcast and it was when i wasn't necessarily watching everything um so i've never seen it and now this movie's got a sequel and it's kind of like you know, uh, when I saw this, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to include it. And I'm like, no, I should, <laughs> because just because we haven't seen the movie, and it does bode the question, like, do we try and see it and then watch the prequel? Like, who knows? Nice. But like, um, <laughs> how you desperate know. are we? The <laughs> jam. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much of a lockdown we're in by the end of January. <laughs> um, and yeah, next up with a with a date is the dead set date of February 18th, where we get to have another journey into the. Uh, the world of Leatherface with Netflix's oh Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How how uh, how hyped are you for this? The Freddy Alvarez produced Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, they just go together hand in hand, don't they? When I think about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think about the the media conglomerate think, that is Netflix. I think of Netflix and Freddy Alvarez. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a match made in heaven. Like, what could possibly go wrong? I'm sure this is just going to be uh, this year's spiral. Yeah. Um, Oh Christ! But yeah, um, moving uh, moving on from that quite quickly. Um, <laughs> it's not a good start. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, I have. Well, how about a little British movie that I don't think oh. we've spoken about? Like, if we have, because this is the other thing that's funny about this list is that I'm hoping that you'll tell me if we've actually spoke about them before. Because oh man, don't we can ask me. easily. You could have easily done a news story on this, and I wouldn't have necessarily have been paying full attention to it. I've um, never been more switched off than I have in the last couple of weeks, as you can probably tell by the <laughs> fact that there was no news this week. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a Jordan Peele movie coming out this year, and that's all about that. Oh, and I'm like, oh, and Rob Zombie's knocking about, but that's about all I can remember. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad about that because a lot of these I feel like are reasonably obvious ones, but I kind of, you know. The, we've got a good year for kind of things but yeah this one is a british horror movie called unwelcome um it has a trailer oh, this, that i watched this might is this the trailer that i've seen um it's a good trailer right um, oh it's then, it, then it's not okay this is this is I, I quite enjoyed it anyway um it was yeah it's, it's an irish movie um kind of this dark horror fairy tale which is kind of like this couple that um have inherited this house and um a young couple where the the i, I assume they're married but whatever the, the 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 wife is pregnant and they kind of um get this place and as they're kind of being shown around by the, the lawyer or estate agent or whatever they're like oh yeah you know you've been left this house it needs a lot of work but it's a lovely place um oh by the way um you need to leave a sacrifice for the red caps every evening. And if you don't leave something for them to devour, bad things will happen to you. But yeah, it's a lovely house. Like, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> and um, kind of the what the red caps are is what the trailer is kind of shrouded with mystique about. And kind of it seems like they're these weird little maybe creatures, maybe some... I got like a little glimpse where it's like maybe they're like a leprechaun type thing. But it's like these... I know um especially being irish as well um, oh i'm so in but it's kind of like yeah basically this young couple that moved into this house and then they kind of have these run-ins with the red caps and also you know not not the rednecks but pretty much the locals that hate them and kind of feel like they've taken this place and kind of dislike them so will the red caps 
help them against the locals and it kind of has oh, this really there's like vibe. some drunk irish people in the nearby pub oh, there's, there's, some, there's some good yes. there's some good irish accent in there so yeah it, great i really got excited about this one when it, <laughs> when it came is up. the so what is the tone of the trailer is it is it comedy it's it yeah it's dark no it's dark um it's not really comedy um hmm. but it just has like this this you know little bits of it but it's it's kind of a you know it's described as a dark horror fairy tale and right. i think that's kind of more it is it's not it, it doesn't there wasn't a lot of comedy in it it was more um it was more played serious right. um yeah so nice. <clears throat> so yeah the the next one i'm just trying to find why i got excited about this other than <laughs> Um, because a lot of them I had like a reason for, um, <laughs> and like, you know, that one being Irish and I was trying to see whether it was the, um, director of this one, but I don't think it was. I think it just kind of, you know, why the fuck not? It got, <laughs> um, I think this one was one that I put in because I don't think, I don't think we'll watch it either. It's called you won't be alone. And it's kind of, it's 19th century about a witch. And the right. reason why it kind of piqued my interest a little bit was basically the witch kind of gets involved in kind of shape-shifting. And basically, she wants to um, see this nearby village. And she's kind of being raised by her mother as this outcast witch. But she figures out that when she kills someone, she can take their skin and kind of take take over their life. And so she starts to do that to kind of infiltrate the village and kind of take it over and kind of like i liked it as a plot and it sounded cool i watched the trailer and the trailer it felt like it was more art housey more kind of the witch kind of vibes and kind of you know didn't kind of land fully with something i'd be interested in but i feel like there's enough people out there that like it that i wanted to at least mention it but yeah i Mm. don't necessarily think it's something we'll see that's got an April 1st date, which is, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> yeah. um, I just way, saw Theatrical release on April 1st. I'm like, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> by the way, we'll be watching Unwelcome March 17th. Nice. Um, next up is a big boy. Uh, the Northman. Oh, yes. Uh, this was 22nd. the one thing that I nearly put in the news. Yeah. Because obviously the trailer did come out over the holidays. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah how was it um i thought it was good but it definitely didn't blow me away i right. w- I only watched it once um half watching it to be honest because i was like well i'm really gonna see this movie um but it was very much like a okay it does kind of look like you know one of these historical fantasy you know things which i do like um but i'm not the biggest fan of when it comes to yeah. you know outside of like lord of the rings is like the only one that i'm like obsessed with and then the rest all kind of merge into one at some point um you know the witcher and stuff so i'm like yeah it looks good obviously i like the cast and obviously i love this director so i'm gonna see it but like it didn't it didn't get me too excited if i'm perfectly mm. honest yeah that's a shame because obviously Egger's coming off the back of what he's done and then mm. the fact that we get kind of you know anya taylor joy off the back of what she's done willem dafoe just off the back of everything he's done over the last <laughs> decade probably you know kind of and what the, the hell is stars guards like you know ethan hawk is great like there's so mm. many good people in this movie you know um so yeah like fingers crossed um when's that one out is it like eight is that april, april as well? 22nd yeah yeah um the the next one is um 
an interesting one, which is um, the next movie from Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Oh, um, yes. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah. 65 is it's called. Um, kind of starring Adam Driver as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind God, of... it feels. Imagine. Remember when we heard about this movie, like uh, at Fright Fest, when they was talking about it, and that feels like it was twenty years ago. <laughs> I know, I know, and like we don't really know much about this. Really, we know it's a sci-fi sci-fi thriller. Yeah, and there's not a lot about the plot out there, and but um, we will be seeing it May thirteenth, <laughs> and I'm very excited for it. Just you know, I, I think Adam Driver. We've kind of seen him dip his toe in certain things and kind of but like i i like the him cast and obviously beck and woods uh are just you know done real great stuff and then sam mm. raimi is attached to this as well so it's it's saying all good things and i cannot wait for it yeah they're phenomenal and i yeah, yeah ever since all of the things that they've done obviously i i cannot wait for this movie yeah i just Next- hope that it is like a cloverfield star market yeah. where they do just really keep it really basic mm. of just like it's called yeah. 65 it's got adam driver in it that's all you need to know yeah go like <laughs> we're, we're not trying to like take over the world with this movie so no. we're not gonna we're not gonna we're just gonna treat it special um yeah so yeah and they, they seem like the guys that will you know with their last mm. releases um uh yeah next is another kind of one that we've spoken about a lot which is the black phone uh june yes. 24th okay um, so i wondered if this release date would uh slip you up no because obviously this was coming in a, in a mere couple of weeks for the I longest know. time this was I a know. jan release and then it recently got that uh heavy delay which i'm really disappointed about because i was obviously scream is the big one around the corner but i was really excited for this movie i thought i thought you were gonna have a news section and i was like you bastard you would have <laughs> taken one of my movies and then you didn't have a news section which i was like quite pleased about but yeah obviously it sucks that it's getting a delay we kind of you know uh, we've both read the short story and kind of like mm. really like the short story and kind of can't wait to see it on the big screen the images we've got look perfect um, yeah yeah can't wait um next is a little movie um coming july 22nd a guy <laughs> called jordan peele um, i love how we knew it just from the release day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i love that as a little little chuckle um yeah just just his third horror movie kind of um yeah uh nope that's all mm. that's all we pretty much know about it um we know that oh, daniel's in it and a couple of other cast but then it's just this enigma of a movie that we have a poster for and just the obscene levels of hype that only jordan it's... can bring right now to try and ignore like the whole you know release date bullshit and like the de- the, ne- the inevitable delays and stuff and just try and live in a world where you can get excited for things because that's the world i want to live in knowing now that i'm in the same calendar year as a new jordan peele movie oh my god that is like as exciting as it gets to me yeah like i'm really struggling to think of like other things that would get me more excited than that of like oh maybe tarantino but it's like even at this point you know two jordan peele movies that are just so unbelievably good and then the fact that he is still doing another horror movie i'm just i can't i can't wait man it's gonna be so good i know i know my hype is just yeah like i say it can't really be measured um because the the the, mo- the two movies we've had are truly special. Um, so, oh man. But yeah, July 22nd for that one. Mm. Um, next up is a, uh, a new take on a Stephen King story, a remake. Um, Salem's Lot is the next King remake to, to do the ring, to do the ringer, apparently. 
yeah. um, games one produced kind of um of course he did warner, warner bros but it's also um gary dorberman is kind of i'm not sure whether he's directing or whether he's just i think he's writing and directing this one yeah i'm not sure how many he uh, he wrote kind of none some of the annabelles he's got writing credits in the it kind of remakes as well and i don't yeah. know whether he's directed any of those i can't remember off the top of my head um he just directed annabelle comes home right okay so yeah obviously he's got some good writing credits or some notable writing credits but mm. um yeah we'll, we'll see obviously i think um salem's lot have you seen salem's lot i know almost nothing about salem's lot okay. i've never yeah. read the book i don't think i've seen the film is there a mm. film I, yeah. I've, not, I've not seen it yeah there is i haven't either um i, I know what it's about but I, I won't even go into that briefly right now just just for your benefit but yeah um just seen a word jump out oh, <laughs> on wikipedia word. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's, it's vampires <laughs> yeah um which I, i'd imagine most people know i mean it's yeah. a Stephen King book from god knows how long ago i, I know we worry about spoilers but you haven't I got to worry about spoiling a novel from 1975 <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh if he knows nothing that's quite fun um yeah um next up is a movie that kind of is hilarious um is we're gonna see it september 23rd guaranteed uh don't worry darling um, oh my god i'm so glad you featured this one <laughs> it's so good isn't it yeah so, well it's it's bizarre because obviously i don't know how much of like a horror movie it is but no, i'm really just excited to see this oh, movie so am i i mean it's kind of like a psych- psychological thriller is what it's aimed at but i'm like well, that, that sounds like horror in seek in code words so I'm exactly down. exactly and it's florence Pugh starring as a as a 1950s housewife living in this utopian community with the one and only harry styles <laughs> parents because why the hell not hey yeah um which is just great like they had um oh god who the hell was it now um oh what's the transformers guy called what's his name the guy that's oh, shia labeouf shia labeouf he was i think he was cast originally right and then got someone Man, someone I think it was him or someone like him got was you right i just saw that yeah. and then like in pre-production got like axed because the director was like you're a dick Oh and, yeah, it was later reported that the buff was fired yeah, by yeah. the director Olivia yeah. Wilde after poor behaviour and clashing with the cast yeah, and crew. Yeah, I knew there was wow. something about it, and I was like, "Oh, what an upgrade!" And then you just land <laughs> Harry Styles. I'm like, and then obviously, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I. So this one, this one was one where I was like, yeah, I don't even care whether it's horror. Well, this like, is um, th- there is like a small teaser trailer for this as well. Um, um there's like no, thirty seconds. Is have you there is a and what yeah. Yeah, there's a fake one as well oh, okay, but i'm pretty yeah. sure the one i saw was real um because it is like just a jump cut of like literally because... like four seconds of footage oh okay that makes sense because the 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 website that i was on getting a lot of these had the fake trailer as i also saw that yeah link, which i thought was hilarious yeah and i watched the fake trailer and was like yeah got about 20 seconds into it and got <laughs> presumably the four seconds from the actual yeah they are in there yeah and then yeah and then got a load of just florence Pugh looking sexy and harry styles looking looking mischievous 
there's like uh-huh. i think one of the little cuts is them two kissing and so i think that is what like most of them they used in these like fake trailers to be like yeah. no this is real because like they've yeah. never worked together before yeah. but yeah though it was just these very small jump cuts but there was a couple of like really weird like imagery mm. in there that made me think like oh no this looks pretty dark really and sinister i'm really yeah for it. like i will definitely be seeing this movie whether it's for the podcast or not but yeah fingers crossed no, it's the theme with a lot of these movies <laughs> of like they're really exciting but they aren't massively horror and mm. so i think this might be a year that we just are very lenient <laughs> because yeah like yeah. if it's sci-fi or if it's thriller or whatever and i want to see it like we're gonna watch it so yeah definitely definitely um next up unfortunately october 14th uh halloween Ugh. please let this end uh <sighs> please god let this end halloween mm. um as it's now been retitled um yeah. the trilogy that everyone wants to end is is hopefully going to end um mm. And, um, I mean, I can't see how we won't see it, um, but, you know, just because maybe, it's... Maybe the lockdown will save us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do one thing for us, COVID. Um, yeah, moving on. <laughs> yep. Um, the, I have a December 2nd, my last date, it wasn't December 6th, December 2nd is the last date that I'm going to mad. On. I can't December wait to see 2nd, what the hell this is. We're going to be watching Violent Night. Violent uh, Night, which is a holiday horror tale starring David Harbour. So that's what why it has a date because it's a holiday film. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> Don't know much more about this apart from it's from the the guy who directed Hansel and Gretel and the Dead Snow franchise. Right. Um. Kind of. Um. You know, I, I enjoy the Dead Snow movies, what they were, and kind of you know a holiday horror with David Harbour as well. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, we'll see. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, so, you know, I mean, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's, that's me finding some bullshit right there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly never heard of that movie, so you win that award. That is literally a movie that um, I've never heard of. Yeah, next up, I've got just a few movies that we, you know, we've talked about a lot, but we have to kind of at least just throw on here. Obviously, we've got mm. Hellraiser coming. Hell yeah. Um, the David I actually... at the helm. Hmm? I actually watched Hellraiser again over the weekend. Nice, nice. <laughs> I only watched it. We only watched it at the cinema back it's in October. Fine. I just, I just really fancied watching it's it again. Fine. It's so good. It gets better so every good. time. So good. Um, the more I hear about this movie, the more I get salty, though, because um, everything when I, you know, this movie is coming up a lot when I was kind of searching horror movies and mm. kind of um, the, the bit that I kind of jotted down was what I, I saw this like multiple times, which is it's been described as a loyal yet involved reimagining of clive barker's classic novel i'm like guess what clive mm. barker made the fucking movie like i'm I, I shouldn't be so salty about it but i really am like am i being unreasonable no i already had a whole rant about this mm. like yeah. it, it really pissed me off uh, having yeah. read the book and then i gave yeah. my opinion where i was like oh people are talking absolute bollocks um is 90 percent the movie <laughs> yeah and and even just the very idea of calling it hellraiser i'm like well guess what there's a fucking movie called hellraiser and there's a book called hellbound heart so like yeah. to me yeah. they're being stupid and i'm gonna try and ignore that bullshit yeah. because i don't know how much they're saying and how much just people yeah fans are putting on that so well, and also and also just like how pr is putting it on like i hmm. haven't heard like people at the helm oh yeah i'm sure it's marketing it, isn't it because like yeah 
There's, what is this the yeah. 400th hellraiser movie so well, it needs to have a fresh they need, new take doesn't it they need to have a reason why this movie doesn't suck because because mm. you know ever since you know part two the franchise has really taken a decline um yes so so yeah um but yeah next next is the more the more this movie gets closer the more i get excited for it um rob zombie is making a movie this year um, <laughs> obviously wait. The monsters, which yeah, you know, we've spoken about it. I've seen the show a little bit. You've already seen none of the show, but we mm. we know what the characters look like, and obviously, we have we had Big Jeffy and Sherry as the leads, which is great and kind of um, yeah. So I, I you know I can't wait for that just with the casting and the fact that Rob Zombie's there and just just the fact that he's doing something a bit different on paper as well. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm excited about that and just kind of. Just excited that he's back behind, you know, back in the chair, really, because who knows how many times he will. A hundred percent. And seeing him back in the chair is so excited. Like, I think his his Instagram has just been awesome and has made me so much more excited for this movie. Mm. Because I think, one, seeing him with a budget, finally, and mm. then, two, seeing him work with something that is clearly a dream come true to him and clearly wouldn't be a dream come true for not many people in this world. Mm. And so I think I'm really thankful that he gets to do that. And like you say, after his last two movies, well, I had no expectation of of Rob because he made the two most Rob Zombie movies ever. Mm. And so it was like, well, I'm, I'm content now as the hardcore rob zombie fan so i'll take anything from him and something which is completely different i never expected him to do this more like lighter comedy horror thing mm. i'm so down for this i can't wait yeah and like i i can't wait until we actually get to see like a trailer mm. because we'll we'll get so much of kind of what the tone of this is at that point because right now we're just guessing so many things yeah um and when we see that trailer we'll we'll actually kind of get to see kind of you know what what this journey's really going to be um Definitely. and yeah um next is another big franchise which like i don't know how much we've spoken about this either but it, like and i just assumed this would isn't going to happen um which is <laughs> evil dead rise um, oh yeah we've talked the, about it in the news yeah the kind of um it's definitely happening it's already been filmed yeah I know. I just, I just feel like it's, I feel like it's Jeepers Creepers three. <laughs> mm. I, on that note, I did see Jeepers Creepers on a couple of these things. Apparently, there's yeah. one coming out. I'm like, nah, I'm not going there. I'm not. I going know. There I, there. I did see that I'm as like, well. I'm, yeah. I'm not going there I can't believe that wasn't featured on your list. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it because I read it and it was like, oh, this is the first part of a new Jeepers Creepers tri- Jeepers Creepers trilogy. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Just make one. Like, <laughs> like, don't, don't try and make another three. Like, just yeah, but yeah something but yeah evil did rise like yeah we have like a synopsis and stuff kind of Mm. this um older sister that visits her 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 sister who's got these kids and they're kind of in this little apartment and they kind of find the book and kind of you know that then kind of brings the deadites or whatever into you know in into the world again and it's kind of like um you know that that's cool it's something different it's kind of focusing on the book but it's kind of taken away a lot of the other stuff which i think you know if you're going to do evil dead away from bruce campbell is what you kind of need to do is just have the book and have the book in a different setting Mm. um so yeah we'll see yeah this is an interesting one like obviously we adore evil dead it's like one of our all-time favorite things across all horror and i think the fact that this is going under the radar for us speaks volumes Mm -hmm. because it's similar and i hope this ends up being like what happened last year where (laughs) somehow 
I wasn't excited that much for a new M Night movie, mm. and I wasn't that excited for a new James Wan movie. You know, for all of the circumstances that we talked about, and then they ended up both being in our top ten last year, deservedly so. And for, and like you say, right now I have my reasons, but I'm not that excited for the new Evil Dead. Um, mm. I don't I don't really like the sound of this synopsis. The the writer slash director has only made one movie, which is The mm. Hole in the Ground, which I haven't seen, so I just can't comment on his work. And everything about this just feels like pimping out the franchise just for the sake of making yeah. one like it just to me it doesn't sound interesting it wasn't like we have the best idea ever for a new take on evil dead and that's why this movie's being made it's more just like we should probably just make another one of these and evil dead is one of those few franchises that isn't sullied yet with terrible bullshit unnecessary sequels and so i don't want to be in a world where i have to just ignore one of the entries we um, don't really need evil dead movies either like like no. you know what we've got is great but yeah like i said I'm, I'm just glad that we're not like oh people go to a cabin and find the book like at least yeah. we've got something like this different and like i say i think you just have to stick with the book and then if they make a really cool movie about the book because you know kind of you know drag me to hell was basically an evil dead movie yeah. you know and it's just like um you know we get something along those lines i'll be happy with it um, there was a, there's a big difference between that movie and this movie though <laughs> well yeah and that's also like when you talked about oh, you weren't that excited about a James Wan movie yeah. or, or an M. Night movie. I'm exactly. like, those guys are <laughs> the filmmakers that make bangers, whereas this is a yeah. franchise that's great because it was made by great people. Now we've got a guy that, yeah, I don't know much about with a franchise that I don't really, I'm not craving for more. You know, no. so yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm not excited for it either. You know, it's not like Scream either where I'm like, okay, I'm not excited about the people making the movie, but we've got the cast, like you know and it, i really love the franchise let's see like evil dead i don't ever need to see um this is going to be a really interesting year for franchises mm. because we talked last year about how it was crazy it was that like so saw came back and all of these big franchises whereas this year we've got hellraiser we've got mm. evil dead and we've got scream like that yeah. is for us that is mind-blowing to have those yeah. free this year and even though you know like i said also there's halloween, never, it's halloween and stuff end. <laughs> but whereas like those three you know outside mm. of you can add like a nightmare on elm street in there are certainly some of our all-time favorite yeah. franchises and so it is going to be wild to see if you know are any of these movies handled correctly or any of them like absolute bangers are any of them in contention for a movie of the year like here's hoping the only one i'm remotely excited for is scream like yeah wrongly, probably but like that's the only one where i'm like oh i think you know this one could be good like the other two i'm not putting any weight on um, I am a little bit excited for Hellraiser just because there's a bit of hype, and also David Bruckner is a really good director. Yeah, um, I really I, I need to see it first before I yeah. get excited. I mean, like the trailer, you've, you've gone down the rabbit hole reasonably far with Hellraiser, but like it's just you, you can only get burnt so many times. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, next is another movie which we kind of um, definitely have spoken about, and hope I hope it comes out this year, um, which is Terrified Two. Like, oh the yeah. Return of Art like it needs to be supposed mentioned. to get this last year exactly like i hope we get it this year because mm. we, uh, i i assume terrified did predate the podcast we certainly didn't do a show on it um, no it didn't we did just terrified? we just missed it like it was weird because it says 2016 but it wasn't it right. was later than that like i think by the time it got a yeah. wide release it was probably 2018 so we yeah, were definitely in the movie. and it was yeah. just a movie that was it was like i remember it being on our film list I mean, yeah. like films to watch for like six months and then just yeah. dropped off the list and then i remember getting to year end and loads of people had it on their best of and we yeah. were like why didn't we watch this and then we both watched it at different times and really yeah. really liked it. <laughs> never really about it, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, so we've never. That's what I thought. Like we've never spoken at it at length, but it's really great. And Art the Clown is just like incredible as this character. Like mm. he's, you know, the and I guess it was right around the time of it at that point where it was kind of being made and coming out, and it was just kind of like. But he was just so sinister, and those movies are so violent. The the kills in that movie is great. So like, from what we've heard and, and seen of Terrified Two, it sounds like it's much more of the same. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, this is um, really exciting, and I think it was it was one of the ones that really got <clears throat> massively impacted by COVID because obviously this is like yeah. ultra low budget filmmaking, and so any wasted money can can almost kill a film. And I know that they they took so many different halts to filming, and like you know they mm. they started different campaigns to raise money, and this is very much like an extremely underground like indie movie that is only being made for the fans by the fans Mm -hmm. um so i just really hope that they've at least got enough money to finish it and then people get to see it and enjoy it Mm, definitely um and (laughs) this this one's a fun one uh dan trachenberg uh the guy from 10 cloverfield lane what's he uh attached to this time you know what he's attached to this time you know what's coming out? You know what's coming out in the summer on Hulu. I'm trying to remember what his um, wasn't it Predator or something? It's a Predator prequel. Yeah, three hundred years in the past, called Prey. The movie's called Prey. Oh yeah, and it's a Predator prequel. It, it it sounds awful. My mm. only thing is, is that I'm like a. I really like 10 Cloverfield Lane mm. and B, the last Predator movie movie turned out to be a banger. It did, <laughs> but I don't need this, another one. But also this sounds awful. Like there's a couple of stills that have come out and it, it, it um, it kind of looked like, um, Senua's sacrifice cross with Predator. Right. Um, which is a video game <laughs> reference. I was going to say, there'll be four people to get that reference, but I'm like, <laughs> it, it looks like, it looks like some, it just looks awful. It really does. Um, yeah man I, i'm really disappointed with this guy because yeah. he's ridiculously talented and you think about 10 cloverfield lane 2016 like mm-hmm. we started the podcast that year he was one of those guys that was making one of the best movies of the year and then he just he just went down the wrong path that we see time and time again like fede alvarez where you just get attached to multiple different projects i remember it was uncharted was the big one that for the mm-hmm. longest time yeah. he was attached to that and like just didn't go anywhere and then the second he exited it actually it like became a thing yeah and is now yeah. coming out like like next month or something ridiculous mm. and it's like and then he's been swinging around all these different franchises and it's almost to the point yeah, where he, he just it. was like he he was just like right whatever is a hundred percent gonna get greenlit i'll say yes to and just to make a goddamn movie because it's mm. been six years at this point or maybe even seven since he filmed yeah. cloverfield lane and so i imagine that's why he's done this film <laughs> yeah um, i hope wait. it's good because he's like i say he's a re- he's a really good director and the last predator movie was yeah. so much better than it should have been but yeah Next up, I got a couple of hilarious ones, and then and then I, nice. I got a few. I got a few more, but this one. So this one um, is uh, called. Is Dark it about? Harvest. Is it about leprechauns? It's not about le- leprechauns. It's based off what's a two thousand seven novel, uh, Dark Harvest, um, and it kind of basically um, it's about a, a apparition known as Old Hacksaw Face or Sawtooth Jack, who is. <laughs> Who surfaces in the cornfields each year, and he is hunted down by the townspeople people as an annual event named the Run. I mean, where do you find this shit? Do you not want to see that movie? You, you need to stop looking at Fright Fest's uh, <laughs> upcoming schedule. 
you telling me that basically these next two movies are my pick for the 11 o'clock screen in a fright fest either <laughs> yeah. either dark harvest which is that and then hatchlin uh hatchin sorry is my next one that's hatchin and this one i literally just wrote down a one-line plot and was like i'm i'm sold on this so can um, we just go back to this movie because yeah dark harvest that's the one so basically this director david slade he's an actual accomplished director he he directed hard candy which is a fantastic <laughs> yeah. film nice. he then directed 30 days of night Brilliant. he then did one of the twilight movies he then did a oh, segment he did a segment in nightmare cinema and then his last movie he directed black mirror bandersnatch this, so, this movie is going to be a banger that is a varied filmography like when you think about to bandersnatch to 30 days of night to hard candy i mean mm. i like all of those things and they're all so different <laughs> yeah um I'm, yeah i'm down this this guy is yeah. clearly a good director so also starring elizabeth reza um wow which yeah i mean i literally yeah um yeah haunting of hill house fame for people who kind of oh yeah recognize the name yeah um uh and yeah like i literally just saw the uh title of this and and the synopsis and was like i'm including this because it, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's a movie i'm really hoping you've just found an absolute banger here just stumbled across it yeah that's great um and then what was the, this the movie one... about? i blacked out at one point <laughs> all right all right so uh an apparition called old oh, yeah. Faith or sawtooth jack uh surfaces <laughs> once a year from the cornfields and the uh the townsfolk hunt him down in an annual event when you say apparition can you be more specific no he he's old old hacksaw face slash sawtooth jack because um, i'm here i'm hearing ghost and i'm getting less excited yeah i mean i saw some hunting art. him down I mean, I saw some artwork that kind of gave me pumpkin head vibes. I was going to say, is it more like the creeper? Because I guess you could call him like an apparition. Yeah, if you want I mean, to really stretch yeah, the term. I, I, well, I mean, I sound getting pumpkin head vibes. Basically, the front cover of the novel is like a, a, a pumpkin face with, oh, right, with like yeah. cornfields around it. Um, right. So yeah, I'm hoping like maybe. So, I mean, what I'm hoping is it some sort of like creepy scarecrow or something. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, old hacksaw face. Who knows? I'm excited. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um and then definitely now i know that this is an actual movie i'm saying that my banker for the the <laughs> late night screening of fright fest 2022 is hatching uh which is about a 12 year old gymnast don't know why it's important that she's a gymnast uh right. she's desperate to please her mother uh but she finds a strange egg and decides to keep it warm until it hatches and what emerges leads to violent consequences. I mean, I needed to know no more. It's a IFC midnight joint, and um, it's it, when Sundance. That's like uh, uh, soon, like, is it? Is it? It's yeah, Jan, like, isn't it? Yeah, and so they've already acquired it pre its Sundance premiere, so it's rumored to get a release like soon after. Oh well, IFC um, midnight have acquired yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Right um yeah pre-sundance but um hmm. it just sounds like crazy and it's just basically this giant this little girl on a bed like sat next to this giant fucking egg and, <laughs> and i'm like yep sold <laughs> like, this I'm movie in. is uh finnish apparently um which is always nice to see mm. these kind of like smaller european nations come up with these like interesting horror movies so yeah there's a couple there's a couple of foreign ones because my next one which is again something which i don't know whether we've spoken about um but um paco plaza is back putting a movie out 
Yeah, um, what's, he, what's he up to now? I feel like he, he's done some stuff that we haven't seen. Maybe did, he did that Veronica did. movie, didn't he? Yeah, which I we we watched. We did a show on it, didn't we? Yeah, we did a show yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. But then he did. He did. He's definitely done one that we haven't seen that wasn't really horror. Right. Um, but yeah, this, this one is uh, called The Grandmother. Um, and it's about a kind of yeah granddaughter that has to go home or go to her grandmother's to look after her, give her long-term care. And basically after a few days, it starts to become a, a nightmare after the grandmother starts to act very strange. And it kind of, that's all I really know. And it's, it's mm. being labeled as a full horror movie. And obviously with Paco kind of doing it, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm definitely kind of interested in this. Um, yeah. you know, obviously the record movies are phenomenal. Um, and I remember, I think, I think I was a lot hotter on Veronica than you, weren't I? Yeah, you were, yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Veronica quite a bit. I mean, nowhere, nowhere near the record movies, but I still enjoyed it. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought he'd done another movie since then that we hadn't seen, but I might be wrong. Um, it might be, obviously, the uh, his partner or former partner, I guess, because obviously yeah, when they maybe. were doing record, it was like two guys, weren't it? And they're yeah. like split up doing their own him. things. I thought it was like some sort of gangster movie or something, like something right. strange um but i can't i can't remember but yeah then then obviously yes but this one you know looks like a horror movie from from like the poster and kind of the the, the synopsis and kind of that's what it's been labeled as so fingers crossed it, it is full horror mm. and yeah pretty excited to just see what see what this guy does next um and then next up uh a guy that we've spoken about quite a bit in kind of this pre kind of the the world we're in right now where people are getting excited about horror directors and and that is ty west oh um, yeah i did see this the other day yeah. Glad ty, you included ty it. west's return which um we pretty much just know that the movie's called x and um the plot the is letter pretty, x yeah the letter x and it, <laughs> the plot's pretty much under under wraps apart from it does seem like it, it, it it's expected to revolve around the making of an adult movie like whatever that means, um, and I guess right. that's why the movie's called X. But like, why that's a horror movie? But it's it's being marked as kind of his. You know, There's a free sentence uh, synopsis on Wikipedia. Okay, give me give me some of that then. Uh, at a secluded farmhouse in Texas, a film crew arrives to shoot an adult film. Their hosts, a reclusive elderly couple, take a special interest in their young guests. As the night unfolds, uh, the couple's leering interest turns violent. Wait, why not? Um, this is apparently an a24 movie as well i was gonna say this is an a24 produced and financed movie and it's ty west kind of coming back what sacrament was yeah and that's god that was pre the podcast yeah um which is his movie that i've enjoyed the most as well um, i think he has directed stuff hasn't he i just don't know if there have been horror films i uh, may maybe i thought he did a load of tv maybe I thought he did. I, thought, I think he's done a couple of TV shows. He did, he did a Western in 2016 oh, called In the Valley oh, okay. of Violence. Oh, I remember that name now. Yeah. Yeah. Has he done some TV as well? Yeah, he's done loads of TV. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't he do like The Exorcist or. Yeah, or... he did. Yeah. Was it The Exorcist? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was it. Did he do the pilot for that or was it just a random. Oh, it doesn't I matter. I can't yeah. say. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. I think The Sacrament was my favorite Ty West movie. Oh, by far. Um. And and uh, it was kind of like, oh, this guy like has done all these horror movies. Loads of people have liked him. I've not really liked any of his. He's done this, and I've really liked it. Can't. I'm actually excited for his next movie. Mm. And then he just does jack shit. <laughs> well, what I think is really interesting as well is he was cutting his teeth at a time 
when there really wasn't too much yeah. we've talked a lot again about the vhs era and he was very much a part of that you know he yeah, was involved in I mean, vhs yeah. and abcs and then he was he was in that generation of horror mate uh directors and then he just went on a different path and i think that's actually it is exciting because he's he's done a lot he's been active he just hasn't actively made horror films so mm. i think him making tv staying consistent and then also being heavily inspired by the last seven years of horror yeah. movies when you look at like the midsummers and the hereditaries and all these you know the a24 stuff which is like clearly inspiring him i can't wait to see his take on those types of films yeah and obviously this plot is a very gritty plot as well it doesn't mm. you know it doesn't sound like it can necessarily be an hour and a half slow burn um he'll make it that find a way ty west can but yeah, yeah so we'll see um and unfortunately for you but probably glad for the readers i i our listeners don't i said readers um we have one more <laughs> Um, which again, I don't know whether we've spoken about on the show, it kind of, everything blends in, but obviously, uh, Brandon Cronenberg, his follow-up to Possessor has got a title, we know about it, um, Mm. and it sounds really cool, um, Infinity Pool is his next movie, um, not only is it his next movie, it is starring a Skarsgård, um, Alexander Skarsgård, which is just, you know, I mean... This All guy is busy right now, man. He's busy. He is a busy boy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, it sounds like Club Dread, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this all-inclusive, um, uh, you know, holiday um, hotel resort that's kind of like this perfect kind of tropical haven paradise, but behind the gates of the hotel and in the kind of island itself is a much more dangerous kind of place and kind of you know all all we really know is that i think principal photography is wrapped kind of towards the tail end of 2021 um Mm. and so who knows whether this will come out next year but i just kind of thought well i'll throw it on there because obviously after possessor after you being kind of going down the Cronenberg rabbit hole, like mm. we need to be aware of when his projects are coming. And like, this seems like it's, it's a pretty cool one. And, and certainly, you know, as we start to find out more about it, I'm pretty sure it'll get more and more on our, on our hype train. Oh, I can't wait. This sounds fantastic. Obviously I really like Skarsgård being in there. And I think that the, even the brief synopsis, it, I'm very much like, yep, that sounds like a new cool thing that I'd want Brandon Cronenberg to direct as his next, you know, hybrid of horror and science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's all I need to know. Um, I'll try and do my best to avoid stuff. Cause yeah, I cannot wait. And I do, like you say, I, I would be shocked if we got to see this one in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows from fingers crossed, but yeah, either way it's God, man, we've got so much to look forward to so many, like I say, the main thing is these returning auteurs. That is the thing that we obviously need yeah. to focus on. And then obviously there's the excitement of certain franchises coming um but i think when you get you know brandon cronenberg ty west jordan peele uh all you know all these different people rob zombie yeah like there's all of these people um that are coming back this year it's super exciting and you know robert eggers yeah exactly and especially how the auteurs last year delivered you know oh there's obviously the other one is um again not a horror movie but um ariasta obviously Mm. his new movie is it um Oh, I can't remember the name I mean, of it. What now. it is, yeah. Um, it's described as a nightmare comedy. So I was thinking it was called a nightmare comedy, but obviously that's me getting confused with Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one obviously starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix. But yeah, I cannot wait for that as well. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for it too. And like, it, yeah, I. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's 
necessarily, but who knows? Oh, there you go. Disappointment Boulevard. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know. It's interesting. The fact that they say nightmare comedy, I'm like, well, mm. that sounds like, you know, a dark horror comedy to yeah. me. Like, <laughs> I mean, either way, I'm, I can't wait for it. You're mm. right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, it, we will be seeing it regardless. It's just whether a show gets done on it, we'll see when we start to see more of it. But it, yeah, like you say, with this list and kind of with these movies, it seems like we are, we will be you know dipping in and out and kind of yeah that one if it, if it has any sniff of being horror i think we'll be doing a show on it yeah for sure um but yeah but that's, yeah that's the list bro what a great list there's a lot of stuff on there like say obviously most of it is undated um what, what do you I mean think... I, I put i put as many dates on it as i possibly fucking could <laughs> i'm not blaming you um <laughs> did you not like my you know my um december 3rd day are you not you're not gonna give me that you know i'm very excited may, for december 3rd i'm may, just worried you know, about may 13th when we're gonna see 65 again may great <laughs> fantastic after scream is where i get a bit worried and the, and the four months before that um chainsaw massacre unwelcome unwelcome, unwelcome because there's only there's only so many more Wes craven movies we can watch um because at this point i'm worried we're gonna we're gonna have to start another director but uh yeah like i say we'll we'll get to see them all at some point which is the main thing um we're gonna see the first orphan movie to then watch the prequel <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe that's on the agenda. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a that's a great list. There's a really varied list. Like I say, there's plenty of stuff on there that is like, oh, is it, aren't it a horror? And it's unfortunate that's even a conversation you have to have um, mm. because I mostly just want to see shit we're excited for, which is what mm. we'll always do anyway. Um, and especially, like I say, when there's movies that are these like well-loved, <laughs> I think you can get away with it a bit more when it is someone like an Ariaster, where it's mm. like, well, he's proven himself. If you, To me, if you make one world-class horror movie, then I'm going to include you you in that mm. conversation forever regardless of what you make um you know like james Wan. i, I get yeah. that we're not gonna do like you know when he's making aquaman for example but i'm still gonna be yeah. interested in him That's and invested thing, like, you know when we when we see the trailer for baby driver we're like oh, okay well we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go see that movie but we're probably not gonna do a podcast on it like but mm. you know it's yeah you know like i say with that one it sounds like it probably is still gonna be dark and if it's if it has any hint of that then then there'll be a show on it i'd imagine yeah you didn't include uh, Nightmare Alley as well. No, well, I kind of uh, scream and Morbius and and those sorts yeah. of things. I and you'd already mentioned Nightmare Alley as kind of like, you know, that's our next few weeks, which is, mm. um, you know, and and that would have been um, uh, uh, the the why am I forgetting the name now? The the Hill, um, Black Phone. You know, that yeah. would have been that was pretty much our January, those four movies. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and now obviously Black Phone has moved, but but yeah, kind of those ones I didn't really touch on that much because we're you know, they are imminent. Yeah, they but are I'm, indeed. I mean the more we get into Nightmare Alley though, the more I'm excited for it. But I am then, as well. I can't like, wait. Yeah, like it just it just looks like a really fun kind of, you know, uh the the imagery that we want from his movies, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, the next couple of weeks is very exciting indeed. Mm. Um, yeah, but one thing I did want to just very briefly touch upon um, while it's still fresh in the memory because mm. I just wanted to get it on the podcast and I'll, I'll promise to try and limit this to like two minutes. Um, but I did watch a movie over the Christmas period, mm. um, a movie called... What's that? Hellraiser. <laughs> I did watch Hellraiser, in fact. <laughs> Shall we talk about that? Um, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do an hour conversation about Hellraiser again. <laughs> No, I watched a little movie called The Matrix Resurrections. I saw um, that movie. I saw, I saw that little movie too. 
Yeah, um, and I just want to talk about how much I absolutely loved it because I think it's a weird one how I had done my best to not be too excited for it. And I also think the trailer does a really good job of just presenting this mm. bizarre film where I'm like, okay, it's cool. I love Keanu and Carrie Anne. Um, and it looks like, okay, at least at the very least, hopefully this will be a fun matrix movie. But as someone who has adored the matrix franchise my whole life, and that includes the movies, the animatrix, the video games. It was always like, I love this. This is one of my favorite things. But the the end of the trilogy just mm -hmm. was such a sour no. Um, and I always wanted a, a better conclusion to that. And to me, this is literally perfect. I could not have asked for a more perfect conclusion to the Matrix franchise. And now as a fan, I just feel so rewarded because I'm like, well, now those the moments at the end of Revolutions, which turn me off, don't matter anymore because they've made it all mean something. And they've given me just such a satisfying ending like we're not going to get into it, but I was just blown away. I got so emotional at the end of this movie in a way that I really didn't think i would and it, and it just made me realize how much i love the matrix um which i really really do and i think that they did such an amazing job of making it feel fresh relevant there's a lot of really cool meta stuff going on there's also a lot of just really great kind of dialogue speaking about like consumerism and stuff that is just really interesting but then just ultimately this is a story about neo and trinity and these are two characters that i absolutely love that had a really shitty ending at the end of revolutions and i'm just so glad that that's not the ending for those characters the ending of those characters is in resurrections and i couldn't have wrote a better ending myself like it was literally perfect <clears throat> um had an amazing time watched it twice i cannot wait to i like i'm already like when is the 4k out like i need to watch this movie mm -hmm. again it just it puts a smile on my face that the matrix has now left i hope again like i would love to watch another one but i'm so content and happy in yeah. my fandom that this is the final matrix film i just hope and pray we get a new video game now that's this good <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, just very quickly, uh, I mean, yeah, I think you've said it all, but I 100% agree. Like, as as someone that's a, a pretty large fan of The Matrix, um, the end of that third movie was bad and it was unsatisfying and kind of these characters that we loved were just left in a real horrible place that just felt like irredeemable mm. as well. It just kind of like felt like, oh, that's the end and it just didn't land and that's really sad for me as someone that really liked it and and now kind of yeah i thought this was absolutely perfect it makes the third movie better which if a sequel makes a movie better like that's the best compliment you can give it if it could it make the, the worst part of the franchise better <laughs> yeah and the best um, part's even better as well and and i think kind of because that the part three had such a sour ending you get this weird obscure trailer and you're just like oh well like really like do i want this and like i was just not pumped for it at all um but knew i had to kind of see it and see what happened and then yeah i was just completely shocked and blown away by it mm. yeah it was so so good i absolutely yeah. loved it um obviously i love spider-man as well but i don't really need to say much about that one it was great no, i'm sure i'm sure everyone's seen it spider-man was a banger as well <laughs> but um everyone in the world seems to be seeing spider-man yeah so, and rightly uh, so whereas i think matrix correct. is one of those ones that i i don't really know who they made this movie for because clearly there isn't that many hardcore matrix fans out there i think most no. people that claim to be matrix fans aren't matrix fans they just like the first movie a little bit which is fair enough if you do but you don't like the franchise as a whole because there's plenty 
plenty to the matrix other than just the incredible first movie um yeah. and yeah i want to thank i want to thank lana wachowski keanu reeves and carrie Ann moss and everyone involved in that movie because this was truly a dream come true it was really special um like i said we talk a lot about like i always want to hunt out originality and that's what i want to give people credit for but there's something about these franchises when it's something that you already are so invested in and you care so much when it's treated well it's powerful man like the the feeling i felt in that cinema seeing neo and trinity on screen handled the way i wanted them to be handled and it felt like it was really them all these years later it was it was really really powerful to me and like you say you would never get that feeling watching any original movie um so it always gives me hope that these franchises will be treated well like i'm sure you had a a similar experience watching ghostbusters as well where it was like oh here's this thing i love that was treated well you know, and and in my head, I'm like, oh, imagine feeling like that for a Terminator movie. I know, like, <laughs> keep like, imagining. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Like, I I know it's impossible, but imagine. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's uh, it, it was a real good journey though matrix yeah. yeah if you've if you've like liked the matrix but like was soured by the end and please go and watch this movie and like because mm. it's the, they made it for us they made it for the people as like a a come good we're gonna make this feel all right like I felt yeah. like it was such a uh, it was a thank you to the fans and also like sorry we yeah. messed this up the first time please let us have another go sort of thing almost like what they're trying to do with dexter whereas like we made something that was so beloved by so many but clearly the ending didn't hit let's just try it again and hopefully end I, it right <laughs> i think as well they um uh you know they didn't they didn't necessarily apologize. Well, they, they 100% didn't apologize. No, they made it part of the story, which I'm really thankful yeah. for. They didn't retcon anything, which yeah, is my worst exactly. nightmare nowadays. Which, which I think, yeah, I just wanted to follow up from what you said there, because, because I think that's really important from it, that they, that they didn't on, they didn't solly anything that happened in part three. They just made part three stronger because of the resolution we now have. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, but yeah. And, and yeah, you mentioned it just very briefly there. I think I'm going to talk about Dexter next week yeah. because the, I'm pretty sure that next Monday is the finale. Nice. So hopefully I will have watched it before we record. And that means I can kind of give my thoughts on the whole series. But yeah, um, we'll be in no rush. We'll have plenty of time to fill in the coming weeks. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we might do an episode on it. I might make you watch all of Dexter. As, yeah, as the final con- <clears throat> conclusion, as far as next week goes, who knows? It could be anything. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out the second the episode goes live or you'll see it on Twitter the day before. Because at this point, I don't know. <laughs> no, There's no. so many movies kicking about from the end of the uh, last year that i have interest in um from lamb to oxygen to just mm. all these random ass movies and we'll just pick one at random well i'll throw a, a dart at a board and see what sticks basically um and then obviously two big movies after that scream nightmare alley so that'll be very cool mm. um but yeah that was a very long episode to kick off the new year where we discussed the incredible titan and previewed some upcoming horror movies for this year uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone